What's poppin' everybody? This is episode 172 of 99 Raw. I'm your host, aka the Creative King, Jordan Turner. We got Extreme Rules. I'm gonna be running down my predictions. I'm gonna do some sort of fantasy bookings in terms of some particular matches that are gonna be taking place. So let's get right into this thing. Y'all know what the game is. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast of 99 Raw. If you guys have not done so already, please go do me a favor. Follow and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbeam, Anchor, all sorts of podcast platforms. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover and make sure y'all do me a favor. Shout out to everyone that is following me and the podcast on Instagram. It's at 99Raw. Shout out to you guys. I really appreciate it. Now, Extreme Rules. Speaking of the pay-per-view, I want to make an announcement. This Sunday, I am actually going to have a special guest on the podcast. And we are going to be both reviewing Extreme Rules together. If anybody out there in... The world of pro wrestling that does podcasting and everything like that. And you guys want to reach out to me. You guys are interested in possibly coming on the show with me and reviewing all of WWE pay-per-views. These are just WWE pay-per-views alone. Um, If you guys are interested, make sure you guys DM me on Instagram or DM me on Twitter. If you guys are interested in possibly coming on the podcast and reviewing these shows with your boy. Let's get right into this mug, then. <sighs> Extreme rules. WWE, I'm really disappointed in them in terms of not having any urgency in terms of getting us, the fans, excited for what we are going to see this Sunday, especially in terms of announcing stipulation matches. They barely announced anything just over a couple of days ago. They know Extreme Rules is coming up. Why aren't they planning any of the stipulation matches if it's a ladder match or an Extreme Rules match, a tables match, etc.? Y'all, it don't matter. I just want some importance on the pay-per-view. They're not getting any importance on Extreme Rules. I'm telling you. Stipulation, pay-per-views, Extreme Rules, Hell in a Cell, money in the bank. These got to go. They got to go. And I'm going to make an announcement now. I am, in a future date, going to come up here and bring you guys a podcast pretty much detailing everything that I would change if I was running the head of creative in WWE, so look out for that for a future episode on the podcast. It's going to be great. I can't wait to bring that to you guys. Now, like I said, Extreme Rules, I'm not really that excited. I'm just going to keep it real with you. I'm going to keep it a butt. I really don't care about Extreme Rules except for one match, and that's obviously involving the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. This is the truth. 
And I speak my mind. I keep it real. I am authentic. I'm creative. I'm impartial. I do listen to people's opinions. But at the end of the day, this is what you guys cannot refute me on. Roman Reigns is literally head and shoulders of WWE. He is right now WWE. You don't agree? That's cool. You have your own opinion. I have my own opinions. All right? But that's the truth. And y'all got to understand that. Roman Reigns is legitimately carrying this company. And that's just what's something y'all got to realize. You got to realize that. And um, him facing Finn Balor for the Universal Championship is great and all. The Demon King is back. I can't wait. I'm excited. But here's the truth. He's going to lose. The Demon King has returned to be literally eaten by the tribal chief. Okay? Roman Reigns has a lot on the table in terms of plates that he needs to eat. A lot of food on the table that he's going to be eating. Finn Balor, that plate is going to be swallowed whole this Sunday. You might be a Finn Balor fan. There are people out there that are actually making uh, videos on YouTube stating, you know, giving reason why Finn Balor should win. And if it's not Finn Balor, it needs to be somebody else. Listen, nobody is beating Roman Reigns right now and for the foreseeable future. Okay? That is just the truth. Finn Balor beating Roman Reigns. I'm sorry. I'm a fan of Finn Balor. Shout out to Finn Balor. But him beating Roman Reigns is really, it's laughable. They got history. Yes, they got history. But at the end of the day, all Finn Balor is, he's literally a walk in the park. Simple. And you know the fucked up thing about this entire feud with Finn Balor is? That a lot of people are not bringing up. WWE recently announced. That Roman Reigns is going to go one on one. With Brock Lesnar. In Saudi Arabia. For the universal title. So what the fuck. Does this match with Finn Balor. Bring to the table. WWE management literally told us. Before Sunday night, yeah, Finn Balor's match, man, that's nothing. Roman Reigns is going to swoop by Finn Balor, and then he's going to go one-on-one with Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia. If I'm Finn Balor, I'm taking that as disrespect. You feel me? I'm taking that as disrespect. Oh, you think I'm just a walk in the park. I'm a pushover, this and that. Here's the truth. He is a pushover, okay? They presented him as a pushover. John Cena got the Universal Championship opportunity before Finn Balor. Finn Balor is a placeholder feud for the Tribal Chief. Y'all got to understand that. Roman Reigns is going to beat Finn Balor. That's my prediction. Y'all know it. I know it. 
Now, how should the match kind of play out here? Here's when I'm going to do some fantasy booking. So let me know what y'all think about this one. Roman Reigns tells stories in his matches. He talks shit. You know what I mean? He puts emotion out to the crowd. The crowd gets rowdy. We're going to see everything like that in this match. Finn Balor is going to wear face paint. Y'all remember when Randy Orton faced off against Jeff Hardy, where Randy Orton took a towel and wiped all of the face paint off of Jeff Hardy? I think that's exactly what we need to see this Sunday with Roman Reigns and Finn Balor. Finn Balor can try his hardest to try to upset Roman Reigns. But it's not going to happen. It's not. Roman Reigns is going to win this match. Roman Reigns is going to give Finn Balor everything. Finn Balor is going to give Roman everything. Finn Balor is ultimately going to fail. Finn Balor is going to try to hit so much offensive moves on Roman Reigns. And at the end of the day, I would have Finn Balor literally slap the shit out of Roman Reigns, taking a piece from The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 26. Finn Balor slaps Roman Reigns in the face. Roman Reigns... Hits a Superman punch. And then he hits a spear. You think it's over. It's not over yet. Roman Reigns goes outside the ring. Takes a towel. And pretty much wipes the face paint off of Finn Balor. After that, he's screaming at him. You're just a man in face paint. That's it. You remember when he said that to The Fiend. You're just a man in a mask. You're nothing unless I'm here. You remember that? I remember that. He said that to Bray Wyatt, and he said that to Braun Strowman, calling him a monster. He does the same thing with Finn Balor. Take that, put that in this match, put it in there, and do it. He wipes the mask off. Finn Balor is literally out. He wipes the face paint off of Finn Balor. No more demon and then he applies the chokehold, the guillotine. And Finn Balor does not tap out. He just passes out. But at the end of the day, he's a loser. That's how I would book it. That's how I would do it. Let me know what you guys think about the fantasy booking with Finn Balor and Roman Reigns. Y'all got to understand, Roman Reigns is the best thing going in WWE. You might not like Roman Reigns. That's okay. But y'all got to understand. Y'all got to be realists. Roman Reigns losing anytime soon is legitimately going to kill WWE from a creative standpoint. That's my piece on that. Next up, we're going to talk about the Raw Women's Championship. It is Charlotte Flair going one-on-one with Alexa Bliss. I want to give some uh, cheers to Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair from Monday Night Raw. They had a pretty good segment. 
I was invested. We seen and we heard some pop shots between Flair and Bliss. So that was some cool stuff. Taking real jabs at each other. Uh, that was some cool stuff to see. Now, here's the thing. Charlotte Flair. I'm just not a big fan of her. I'm going to come out of the woodwork and say that I've been saying that for years. I am not a fan of the way that have management has been presenting Charlotte Flair since day one. The queen, it is what it is. She legitimately is a queen, right? I mean, you know what I mean? But from a character standpoint, Alexa Bliss really exposed Charlotte Flair there. Calling her pompous. You're arrogant. You're cocky. Bliss really exposed Charlotte Flair. And I loved it. I loved it. I had a smile on my face. But Charlotte Flair took some jabs at Bliss as well. And pretty much calling Bliss a fake. Where would you be without taking the gimmick of Wyndham Rotunda? Shout out to Bray Wyatt. That man is going to prove WWE wrong, and I cannot wait to see it. They did him dirty by releasing him. But Bliss, listen, she's doing great. We know how it is. We know what it is. We know what the game is with Alexa Bliss and this fiend character, this Lily character. She's making money off of it, people. She's making money from the WWE. But Bray Wyatt was making money for the WWE. And he got fired. Bliss. Alexa Bliss is making money for the WWE. But she's not fired. You know why she's not fired? Because management likes Alexa Bliss. Management loves Alexa Bliss. They love the fight. The five feet of fury Alexa Bliss. They love the Lily Alexa Bliss. Lily is making WWE a lot of money. But the problem is, so was The Fiend. So what the fuck does that have to do with Bray Wyatt being released due to budget cuts? I don't buy that shit. I hope you guys don't buy that report either. I really don't. Here's the truth. I even tweeted it out months ago. I talked about it on the podcast months ago. Here's what it is. Bray Wyatt got released, got fired, okay? Being released is the nicer word of saying you're fired. He got fired because of a disagreement that he and Vince McMahon have been having over the Fiend character. Simple. It wasn't being reported or anything like that. It wasn't. I knew this was the case. Look at the way Bray Wyatt was being booked. Bray Wyatt wanted protection over the Fiend character. I don't know why I'm talking about him. Because I'm going to get mad. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to move on from Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair. I remember them having a decent match several years ago at Survivor Series. They had a pretty good match. Um, I think at the end of the day, I think Alexa Bliss is going to beat Charlotte Flair, I think we see a new women's champion. But 
just because Alexa Bliss wins the title, that does not mean Charlotte Flair is going to immediately get the title back. That's what I see happening. I see Alexa Bliss winning. And then Charlotte Flair immediately after gets back the Raw Women's Championship. Should be a good match. We'll see what happens. Becky Lynch. The fucking uh, Conor McGregor of the women's division. (sighs) I'm just going to say it. I am not a fan of this new version of Becky Lynch. I think it's absolutely... uh, It's cringe, but... At the same time, I kind of like it because it's it's awful. It is. Don't get it twisted. It's awful. Okay? But <laughs> her acting like Conor McGregor is kind of amusing. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of funny. She's going one-on-one with my girl, Bianca Belair, the woman that lost in 27 seconds at SummerSlam. Fuck you, WWE. Or that that is something I will never get over. That is just like what happened with everything with the Fiend and Hell in a Cell in Saudi Arabia. You can now add Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair SummerSlam to that list. It is what it is. But they will be going one on one. I don't know why they booked this match. I really don't. So Becky Lynch is going to lose the title, right? Becky Lynch is going to lose the title. Bianca Belair is going to get the championship back. And then we're going to do a grudge match. Right? Or Becky Lynch is going to beat Bianca Belair again. And make Bianca Belair even more of a fucking loser. Bianca Belair lost in 27 seconds at SummerSlam. And then we get to Extreme Rules. And they get a full actual wrestling match. (laughs) And Bianca Belair loses. Bianca Belair loses again. She's 0-2 against Becky Lynch. What is that going to do for Bianca Belair's character and momentum? I hope the WWE understands that they are in a hole here with Lynch versus Belair at Extreme Rules. But guess what? Management doesn't care. They don't care about our feelings. They don't care that we bring facts to the table. They genuinely don't care. They're going to do what they want, and it is what it is. But what do I think is going to happen? This is very tough to call. It really is. Because I could definitely see this match ending in a fuck finish. A no contest, a DQ, which would be ridiculous. If you are in a world championship match, I need to see a pinfall or submission. The match only ends if someone legitimately is injured. That's when you end the match. It's either pinfall or or submission. So I'm I'm thinking in terms of that way. So someone has to win here. Are you going to give Bianca Belair the championship back? And you just had Becky Lynch return because CM Punk returned and you needed Becky Lynch to come back just to get up a pop from the crowd at SummerSlam. I don't understand if Bianca Belair gets the championship back. Why did you book that match in the first place? You could have saved it for the pay-per-view. Extreme rules. You could have a a bigger, you know, momentum, right? The feud could have been a little bit longer, a little bit more in-depth. 
But no, this is WWE. We know how we do. Or you know how they do. Excuse me. Y'all know how I do. I'm always creative. So, but I don't know. I really don't know what happens here. I'm going to go with Bianca Belair winning. I think Bianca Belair is going to get the championship back. But I'm telling you, that's going to piss me off. Because I'm going to say, why'd you have her lose in the first place if she was ultimately going to get the championship back? I don't get it. It is what it is. We'll see what happens. I'm going with Bianca Belair becoming the new SmackDown Women's Champion and then eventually us getting that one-on-one rematch from WrestleMania regarding Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. We'll see what happens. I think Becky Lynch is still going to be in the fold. We might get a three-way with those three. We'll see what happens. Next up, Damian Priest. He goes one-on-one with Jeff Hardy and Sheamus as it's actually a triple threat match. Now, the thing on Monday Night Raw was if Jeff Hardy defeated Sheamus, Jeff Hardy would be the guy that gets added to the United States Championship match, which he did win. So we're getting a three-way. Check this out. If I told you I genuinely don't care about this match, would you guys get upset with me? I don't think you guys should get upset with me because, number one, they haven't done anything right with Damian Priest as the United States champion. That's just my opinion. Jeff Hardy, let's not start, okay? We know that WWE doesn't care about Jeff Hardy. This is just sympathy for Jeff Hardy, putting him in here because fans like myself and you guys are all complaining about Oh, Jeff Hardy deserves better, this and that, woo, 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 which is facts, by the way. Jeff Hardy definitely deserves better. And Sheamus, I mean, he's feuding with Damian Priest right now, so it just makes sense. And also, he had a past feud with Jeff Hardy on SmackDown. This should be a good triple threat match. I think these three men are going to kill it. I, I really don't know who wins this match. It's either Jeff or Damian Priest. If Damian Priest loses, why'd you give him the title in the first place? That's the same thing that I'm going to have an issue with in regards to Becky Lynch. You give them the titles to have them ultimately lose them a month later. That doesn't make any sense to me. Jeff Hardy, let's keep it real. He's in this match out of pity. He's in this match out of pity by the fan base. They want more for Jeff Hardy. And WWE is pretty much telling them and telling us, the fans, all right, shut the fuck up. We got Jeff Hardy in this match. He's in the U.S. title match. Now shut up already. That's how it feels to me. That's how it feels. Um, I think Damian Priest is going to retain the title. And then we are going to get a Jeff Hardy-Damian Priest one-on-one match at the next pay-per-view. SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. I genuinely don't give a fuck about the New Day, or excuse me, the Street Profits versus the Usos. Okay? I genuinely do not care. You know why I don't care? Because we've seen it multiple times. I think we've seen it six 
different times on SmackDown. And WWE really think it's okay to have these matches be on repeat, repeat, repeat. And then we get it on a pay-per-view and you expect us, the fans, to get excited about a match we've seen more than three different times. It's not going to work. It's not going to work, Vince. It's really not. I don't care for this. I love both teams. I really do. All right? I'm a fan of the Usos. I think the Usos are one of the best tag teams, not only in WWE, but in pro wrestling. Simple. They're up there with the Young Bucks. They're up there with the Lucha Bros. They're up there with Imperium. They're, they're, they're a great tag team. One of the best. Street Profits really haven't done much in terms of success on the main roster. They were champions, and they didn't do anything with those titles. This better be the last match. This better be the last match. And here's the truth. Here is the truth of the matter. The Usos are not losing. That's like with Roman Reigns. I got to understand this. The Usos are not losing. You have to wait for the right team to eventually beat them. I'm going to tell you this right now. I think Imperium should be the team that comes up from NXT and beats the Usos. That's a creative idea right there. That's something I'm pitching right now. All right? Imperium versus the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Imperium beats the Usos and become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They've been NXT Tag Team Champions. They haven't really done anything really in NXT as of late. Put them on SmackDown and have Imperium be the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They go one-on-one with the Raw Tag Team Champions at Survivor Series, we get a uh, merging of the Tag Team Championships. One champion, and there you go. We got all those teams on Raw and SmackDown. The title was going back and forth. That's how it needs to be done. That's how it needs to be done. I'll go over that when I pretty much uh, book how I would do WWE from a creative standpoint in terms of pay-per-view schedule. And booking and all this other stuff. So I'm going to be doing that in the next uh, podcast that I do. Whenever that is. So I got the Usos winning. They are beating the Street Profits. And it is what it is with that one. We've seen it already. So I really don't care. And I know you guys agree with me on that. Last match. I kind of like this. But we've seen it already. That's the WWE's problem. We've seen these matches multiple times. So it's hard for a fan to get invested. We got Liv Morgan versus Carmella. I will give WWE this. This is a uh, mini feud. All right, this is the mid-card feud, and I like it. You know what I like better? Is if this was for a mid-card women's championship, and you got rid of the tag team championships. That's what would have made this even more better. Listen, I, I, listen, I come up with great ideas. I know I do. I have been pitching for months for WWE to get rid of the women's tag team titles and bring in a mid-card championship for the women's division. If you are not in the world title scene, you practically aren't doing anything. So that's when you need to bring in a mid-card championship. Give those women that are not in the world title scene an opportunity to win a championship. Because you're clearly not making many feuds out of any of this. Whoever's in the world title scene, you're not really doing shit. That philosophy needs to change. You either bring in a mid-card women's title 
or you have mini feuds that ultimately build you up to qualify to go after the women's champions. But listen, I might not know what I'm talking about, quote unquote. I'm not booking WWE, so it is what it is. Liv Morgan, Carmella, this should be pretty good for what it was. Um, I think Liv Morgan needs to win. Liv Morgan really needs to go on a big uh, momentum swing. She needs to get a lot of wins under her belt to eventually challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And I think Liv Morgan has the potential to be the female version of Daniel Bryan when he had his moment at WrestleMania. We can see something similar with Liv Morgan eventually getting her opportunity at becoming the new SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm not saying at WrestleMania. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying in the near future, she can get her opportunity at becoming the new SmackDown Women's Champion. You need to start creating new women and giving them an opportunity. You got Naomi. You got Liv Morgan. You got Carmella. You got Sonya Deville. Use these women. Stop depending on a Bianca Belair. Stop depending on a Bailey, a Sasha Banks. Stop depending on them. Stop depending on Becky. You got multiple women. Use them. Use them. Those are my predictions there for uh, Extreme Rules. And uh, that's pretty much it. Big E, he's going to go one-on-one. It really, really hasn't been announced, but he's probably going to go one-on-one with Bobby Lashley at Extreme Rules. My prediction is Biggie is going to beat Bobby Lashley and Bill Goldberg is next. Bill Goldberg, I am predicting, is going to be WWE champion before the end of this year. Do I want it? Fuck no. But I know how WWE operates. I know how they work. I watch on a regular basis what they do from a creative standpoint on Raw and SmackDown. I read the news just like everybody else. And there are news that Biggie's title reign is going to be a one and done and that he's going to lose it in the near future. And it's possibly going to be against Bill Goldberg. Which if it is, I'm going off. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you, everybody, for joining me right here on 99 Raw. Make sure you guys, like I said, go follow and subscribe to 99 Raw on all podcast platforms. The next time I will see you all is Sunday for the Extreme Rules review and analysis. Like I said, I'm going to bring in my special guest on the podcast, one of my homies. We're going to be talking about Extreme Rules, and we're going to have fun with that. So I appreciate you guys tuning into the podcast And uh, that's all I got on the Creative King. And I'm signing off. I will see you guys next time.